in a world of dungeons, dragons, and devious DMs, four adventurers set out to save the mysterious land of Blail Flow. I'm Frank Bunty. I'm Bonnerail. I'm Lord Sugar. I'm Draco Justice. And I'm Doddy, the resident DM. Nerd OD&D from the Nod Network. Listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, and wherever else you get podcasts. That's my cross to bear. And also my wife's. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Nerd OD Podcast with your fabulous host, Greg. And Dan. And Dave. Beautiful. There we go, sir. We have finally smashed it out and now it's time to say goodbye. <laughs> I, I just don't think we can beat that now. That was... That intro. Uh, just, just perfect. The intro where just no one <laughs> talked over each other. See, see the, the, the thing is, you know, it's, it's only when we use Skype that that's a problem, isn't it? Because you've got that little bit of a delay and it's difficult. You, no one really knows who's going to talk next. You can't watch someone's face. Um, but I was getting really excited, you know, it was going to be over. So, you know, this coronavirus thing, it was so close, so close to being out of it. And we could actually meet up and do a podcast in person. Uh, but then, no, apparently not. Apparently it's uh, ten times worse than it was and we're all going back into lockdown. Yay! Yep, Except for me, right. who's coming out of lockdown. Coming out of one. Well, we'll see. Yeah, tries. We'll see. Well, we had, our, we had our meeting today at half twelve, um, Wales, and right. they've said, yep, yeah, carry on doing what you're doing. Oh, should you? Um, you're in Wales. Yeah, I'm in mm-hmm. Wales, mate. So I completely forget that. So I'm all good. Um, we're having our restrictions, well, our lockdown lifted. Our shops and stuff are reopening um, from Monday. And we are having, um, you're allowed to have your social bubbles back. So, you know, we can go and actually sit in Ash's mum's house and have a brew with her uh, while we have all of and stuff. So we're, we're good. Mm. So, yeah, you, you guys just need to sort your act out over there and wipe <laughs> Um, mm, yeah, yeah absolutely it's weird we, we we spent a good sort of 10 minutes last week talking about uh, poor old reg being stuck in wales and now here we are i was supposed to be going to alton towers on sunday it was it was a pass holder exclusive event so they're only letting uh merlin annual pass holders in so it was going to be nice and quiet you know it's going to be a fun little day out and now that's closing well yeah we were going to go on thursday um, but they said to us, "Don't bother." Yeah, and I was like, oh, right, okay. we're going to go yeah, for obviously yeah. Oliver's birthday. We we're like, "Yeah, this would be really fun," because obviously they cancelled the fireworks. But you know, they still got yeah. like CBBS land and stuff. Um, but they were like, "Yeah, just just don't bother." Wednesday, that's it. I was like, "Oh," which is weird because Alton Towers we were chatting about. Um, I watched Top Gear randomly, um, part of it last night when it was on BBC. Yeah, um, and it's the, the season finale. And they were racing cars around Alton Towers, um, but not like Electric around the cars. outskirts, but literally going from like ride to ride. They had like a map out um, and there was three cars and it was like a, a race to get from one end like to the other. But yeah, weaving in and out of like the Smiler and stuff. And it looked awesome. Just ragging through the queues. I was like, I'd love, love to do that. Just when it's closed, just get my car and just be like, just smash it out. <laughs> Just literally rag it around, yeah. Like all the key parts, and it's like it's just nice to see Alton Towers again. I was like, I missed so, that. Place. So basically, Alton Towers, when everything was shut for months, was just like, how are we going to make money? <laughs> and then, fortunately, Top Gear came a calling. Yeah. Well, the, the thing with theme parks, right, is is the power they have to make you miss them unbearably at times. 
Like mm. I, I've not been to Alton Towers for a while, but you talking about it, I'm like, damn, I want to go to Alton Towers, mm. and I can't. And a a key um, example of this is. Um, my phone, like many phones in the world, has a way of reminding you and saying, here's some featured photos from years gone by or, or whatever. And three years ago, I went to Florida with my good friend Dan. And not just Dan. to not, not Dan, sorry, my other good friend Dan, apologies. <laughs> um, and we, just two of us, we went to, went to Florida, went to Orlando, to all the parks. Um, I say all the parks, Universal. We didn't do Disney. It was too expensive. Anyway, um, but I'm getting all these photos saying, three years ago, you were in Florida. Three years ago, you were eating chicken wings and drinking Miller Lite. Three years ago, you were at Universal City Walk, and I'm like, fuck you, the past. Fuck you and your memories, because I really would – I don't want to be in Florida right now because Mm. America is a hellish dumpster fire. Mm. I do. I want to be in Florida (laughs) right now. What, the day before U.S. Election Day? No, sir. Country will be on fire in a week. I don't, I don't care. It's not. That's not a metaphor, really, is Universal it? Universal will actually be on fire. Disney. It's going to be so good. Like people, like I was showing Ash before, people queuing up the, like this morning, um, from like quarter past five in the morning to get into Universal. Like there, were, there was two hundred cars to get into the Universal car park this morning. Um, kids were so excited, and some guy literally posted at, um, about an hour ago. And it's just saying something stupid like, um, so we got into the park at quarter past six, managed to ride Hagrid's uh, and Day, all the Harry Potter ones, twice before seven o'clock in the morning. And then they did the rest of Universal and Islands Adventure, both sides, did all the rides twice, and then went to Animal Kingdom in Disney and did Jesus. all their rides in one day. And I was like, oh my God, I'd love to do that. I just fucking... Love that. But the journey from Universal to Disney is like a good 45 minutes an hour, mm. isn't it? It's huge. Yeah. And that's just goes to show how like dead it is in these parks at the minute. You can literally yeah. just go on and be like, yeah, go on, I'll do that. As long as you're not going another weekend, you're absolutely buzzing. Yeah. That's, that's the, one, of the, yeah, one of those things where it's like the park experience. Like, I'm a grown man. I'm a 35-year-old man. I go to those parks and I am living the experience. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, we had the whole discussion about the smell of the Harry Potter toilets. I stand mm. by I stand by the point that it's the best smell, and it makes me think of holiday. But it's that that wandering around the parks, wandering around Hogsmeade and, and all that kind of shit. Um, it just – I could just do that. Like, when I go to those parks, I don't have to, like, go and be, go crazy and go everywhere. I can just wander around drinking butterbeer all day, and I will be fine. I will be totally fine. And it's weird because I can't say the same – for anywhere else, really, that kind of gives you that kind of feeling of, I yeah. can just, I can just, I can just chill here, spend all of my money, and it's never a problem. Like I've never spent eight dollars on a hot dog and been like, "Ooh, that's a bit expensive." I'm just like, "Yep, give me that." <laughs> I mean, spoilers: I don't eat meat anymore, and therefore, buffalo wild wings, park turkey legs—they're all ruined for me forever. Uh, yeah, but holiday, you're not allowed there. to eat meat. Would you not to be like, oh, I've just been dying yeah. for those chicken wings or that turkey? Like, would you not just be like, I'm just gonna, well, I've nipped the toilet and I'm away from everyone else? <laughs> I'm mean, not just are you off meat turkey for, like? for health reasons, or are you off meat because you like fluffy little animals? Um, maybe a bit of both. More the second one. I've got no medical reason to stop eating meat apart from I don't want bowel cancer. Okay. Um, but who does, right? Um, yeah. 
but no, I, I've I've given up. It's that kind of thing of like if I if I have like people talk about having a cheat day, like here on my birthday, and I was like, oh, it's my birthday. Maybe I'll have some. Like, no, because I'll know and I'll feel shitty about it. But one thing that uh, America does have, I see America, Florida, because Florida is a weird, weird place. But um, everywhere you go in Florida, they have this spinach and artichoke dip, and it's so unhealthy because it's mostly cheese. But also a bit of spinach and a bit of artichoke. <laughs> spinach and artichoke, but yeah. it's cheese. But it's, yeah, it's mostly cheese, um, and it is the tastiest damn thing I've ever had. And it's so bad for you, but in a lot of places it was kind of like the vegetarian option. It seems like they don't do salads <laughs> in Florida. It seems to be like you get the the meaty thing just minus the meat a bit on the side here. That's what you get. Um, but when I went with my uh, with my wife and others a while ago. She wasn't big on that, but I was like, I could just eat that dip all day. Um, but I had chicken wings at the time, so I wouldn't. Um, but now if I went back, it's all that dip. Chicken wings, man. Wow. Just like I remember when we went Hooters and just had – I had like the unlimited chicken wings from Hooters just trying all the varieties. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. They, yeah. they were just yeah. immense. But the um, I think one of my favorite places and most underrated, like when you see on all the Orlando pages, everyone mentions the same like six – places to go and eat but we went to a place called teak neighborhood steak and grill um which dan had the challenge burger which was just phenomenal um but my burger was damn tasting at cinco de mayo when we went as well um and we just got loads of beers for like i think it was like five beers for five five dollars or something stupid wasn't it and hang it was, on which dan were you with were you with this dan or my friend dan? Dan. Was, dan. i was with okay. this dan this time okay yeah other dan is not just uh uh, a Florida hussy. It's not like <laughs> who's taking me this time. <laughs> I think he'd go with you. I think I think if you asked him, he'd be like, I don't care who you are. Let's go to Florida. Oh, anyway, I'm pretty sure I'd do the exact same that. thing. Yeah, absolutely. Some the first game up to him and was like, Do you want to go to Florida? I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you his number after this after the podcast. Um, Appreciate that. No, I uh, yeah, it's that thing of like, I I was a fool a few years when I was there a few years ago. Uh, it may have been three years ago actually. I signed up for the Buffalo Wild Wings. Um, like app that they had like a, like a loyalty thing so mm. that I could get all the deals and stuff while I was there and I never unsubscribed from the mailing list so I still regularly get emails from Buffalo Wild Wings in Orlando Florida saying yeah. here's our it's great deals this week and I'm yeah. like, I, like A I don't eat chicken anymore B I live 3,000 miles away uh, I, well, <laughs> stop uh, but the thing is I can't bring myself to unsubscribe because I quite enjoy the emails because I'm like <laughs> I, I want to think about how good it was to eat chicken wings, drink Miller, and watch college football. And it's like, I can't do that anymore. Live vicariously through my email inbox. Yeah. Nothing, nothing weird about that, right? No, I do the exact same thing because I, I get the notifications from um, from Tilt to Kilt, and they don't even have a Tilt to Kilt in Florida oh, anymore. Oh, shit, Tilt to Kilt. Officially closed. Um, but I still get the things like, hey, it's your birthday. Have a burger on us. I'm like, yeah, me too. Oh, damn it. Yeah. And like, but then it's weird because if anyone sees you open up the email in work, you're sitting there like, oh, yeah, it's just literally women in little tartan skirts going like, it's your birthday burger. I'm like, oh, this isn't seedy, I promise. It's a restaurant in Florida. <laughs> a little bit, but yeah, not as I mean, much yeah. as it might initially seem. There was a great place in uh, Universal City Walk. I say there was. I'm sure it's still there. Um, it was a place called Cowfish. Yes, it's still and there. It's still there. Fantastic. And it was the first place I ever had fried pickles. And goddamn, it awoke something in me Rickles. that I never knew. Wow. It was the greatest thing. Well, so. I'm vegetarian. 
Exactly. If I, I'd eat my body weight. Pickles and cheese and artichoke dip. Mm-mm. That is a hearty meal, David. Well, to yeah. be fair, the uh, the nachos from uh, Margaritaville. Yes, Margaritaville nachos. The oh my of god! Nachos. I remember we we ordered them as a starter <laughs> because we were like, yeah, didn't we? I think we ordered them as a starter. And we were like, we'll get a main in a, like once we've eaten, we'll have like watch the show and stuff. And then it came, and I think we ordered that and something else. Didn't we? And there was just like we all looked at the nachos and like, there's enough there for three of us. Why did we get two things? <laughs> <laughs> it was just ludicrous how Humongous. big they were. But you know, damn, you know, the weird, were they tasty? The weird thing is, like when we went over there with my wife, um, it was you know it was hard finding veggie friendly stuff because it's not really what Florida holiday goers are looking for on the whole. Um, so it was quite it was quite a challenge to find things that were remotely healthy mm-hmm. and also not chicken mostly. Um, but one place <laughs> that really surprised us it was the um, the Bob Marley themed restaurant on city walk which the name of which at the moment escapes me but i will find it it was just marley's isn't it i think so yeah you could be right let us find out um do, 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 do. a tribute to freedom thank you that's it because it's named after some of his music but mm-hmm. it was yeah a fantastic restaurant with this amazing, like only in Florida could you get away with this, I think, where it was like you went into the building and you had this indoor restaurant. But then there was a courtyard, like in the restaurant that had no roof, which is where the stage was for live music. So you were kind of like in the restaurant, but you were also outside if you wanted to be. And mm. it was, and it had great, great food and, you know, really good vegetarian options. And really, I had, I think and I went. Everything was made from cannabis. <laughs> <laughs> I think I went. I think I went super basic though, and had like jerk chicken, which is the, the most utterly like boring white person basic thing you can have at a Jamaican restaurant. Is jerk so chicken, but it was fucking good. It was real good. Um, but yeah, such a random place. Like, I didn't it, even realize. I went past it. I'm like, oh, interesting. It does so. surprise me how nice the food is in the restaurants in, in Universal and in, in Disney. Mm-hmm. I think because you just expect that. It to be because you have like theme park food here, and you're like, yeah, it's just like a burger, and like, yeah, it's like the cheapest, nastiest, mm-hmm. not greatest burger. And then you go over to there, and you're like, go on, then I'll just have like whatever, like a hot dog. And the hot dog is like, damn, that's a good hot dog. And then you'll have like sit down. We had like jambalaya and like steak, and it was fucking divine. And I'm like, holy shit, this mm-hmm. food is amazing. It's just, it's so good, and it's a, a little bit pricey, but. It's a theme park in it, so you expect it to be pricey, but you don't expect the quality to be good. And it just surprises me how good the actual quality is. Mm. Mm. <laughs> As we were saying before, I'd love to just go for a week to Epcot and just literally just do different country every day instead of just doing like a, a quick mini trip going like let's try a quick mini thing from there, 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 there. Yeah. Go around the world and Disney. That's, that's a problem, isn't it? And just the limitation is your stomach yeah especially during food and wine fest because food and wine fest like we we smashed back as many places we could do like we looked and you'd never on any other given circumstances spend over 250 dollars just on food for like two hours (laughs) (laughs) it's a crazy amount to spend on food but we did it not caring obviously it was the honeymoon so like fuck it let's go but the food was just like oh my days and because it's all cooked by proper proper chefs not just like uh, adding a 
fucking newspaper to be like, yeah, we need some chefs down here. And it's like a college student. They're actually proper chefs there, aren't they? They're actually mm. doing yeah, they brought in stuff. They brought in someone so, from a proper restaurant or something. You have like amazing sites, South African, like char grilled gubbinses, and then like you'd be bourguignon from like fucking France. And oh, the food was just to die for. It was so fucking good. And it just like that pops up in my memories because all I ever seem to do is talk about Florida, like we have done for the past 25 minutes. Um, it, like, I'll just share a, a story of it on Facebook to be like, ah, oh, this like this time, like four years ago, three years, like three months and two days, I was eating this fucking two foot long hot dog. I'm like, ah, oh, miss it. And so I just see it and be like, ah, oh, damn, damn, I miss that. Damn, I want that. So now I'm living through other people that get to go. And it's good. It's allowed. Yeah. You're allowed to talk about it as much as you like, Reg. That's it. It's we just, all want to. It's just acting upon it, which is the thing you're not allowed <laughs> that's, to do. Because <laughs> we've got a, um, a... Bring it back to work in, ethic in a way, into normality of UK life. Um, there's a thing called IR35, which is like the inland... Uh, review regulation order which is coming in uh, which means all contractors basically have a limited company set up have to pay like an astronomical amount of insurance um in order to carry on like maintaining a limited company or you can either become a permanent employee or you can become uh, go through like what the class is an umbrella company which means you have like a third party that looks after all your um national insurance and they pay you just so you don't be seen as a contractor, so to speak. It always looks like you're an employee of someone because they're trying to phase out contracting um, over here in the UK. So what happens in our line of work is we we obviously give these people recommendations of who you should go through if you're going to carry on contracting as like a, as a uh, umbrella company overhead. And for each one you refer, you get a bit of a, a nice little paycheck um that comes from it but with ir35 happening in april that means every single contractor we have on our books has to physically go through this umbrella company um that come through and i was looking the other day and i was like holy shit i've got to shy of 200 guys that are going to be coming through as a um as a as an umbrella company person each one of those comes with a nice little whack so i'm like that could literally be my florida holiday paid for for like everybody not just me but like you know my family, including like Ash's parents, my my mom and dad, maybe even my brother and his kid. My family, Dan. Like, yeah. My other like, friend, Dan. Other Dan. Other Dan, the people listening to this. This is like everybody, everybody come on board. Um, I just hope everyone doesn't go, well, fuck it, I'm just giving up now. Because <laughs> I'm like, I've got all the money in the world to, I've got nothing. <laughs> and I'm living back through my memories again. <laughs> We're all here holiday. talking about going to Florida. And Sean actually is going to fly. Oh well, actually. Well, maybe. Yeah. That's so. that's that's not a pleasant situation to be in. I've been I've been ridiculously lucky in that this year I've been on two uh, foreign holidays. One I got to go to Japan literally the week before the UK went into lockdown, and Japan shut its borders. Um, and the other one, well. A while before lockdown, but at least before sort of it started to go into, you know, high risks and low risks and stuff, I went to Denmark. So I don't know how I've managed to do it. 
and all, all these people who are like booking holidays and they keep getting cancelled. Sean's there on the bubble. He doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, it must be so difficult for him. But I think the thing mm. we've come to realise is, Dan, if you book Florida, there's a chance <laughs> yes. everybody's going to get to go. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's it. Maybe that's the case. So if you don't book, then Sean won't be going. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. That makes but, perfect sense. But I hope he does get to go because I've got a list of demands. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Well, it's isn't it? Where it's, it's like I think that you, you managed to time it down, so you you went on your trips like just in between lockdowns. Yeah. Somehow, you perfectly got it. Um, but it's the thing where you, how can you you can't it, you don't know, right? Like it, uh, theoretically, the English lockdown is going to end first week in December. Sean's meant to be traveling on Christmas Eve, and so he's got three weeks there in between where anything could happen. Yeah. And as, as I pointed out, America could be on fire. So. <laughs> Not that we, we don't want to get political, but we have to address the fact that America could end this week. Like this could be the end of the United States, yeah. and yeah. then no like the, go to Florida. The, the whole Y two K virus all over again. Yeah, it could be. It, 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 yeah, but actually, a genuine issue this time. Yeah, it's worrying, isn't it? But you never know. Mm, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens uh, in a matter of days, but. No, I am. Um, this is the thing, right? Like, you don't want to get into politics and stuff, so I'm not going to. But it's weird how there's so much of it right now. Like the U.S. election, the lockdowns over here. You know, you got political parties going. You should lock down, and that one's going, don't lock down. And some saying, lock down now, lock down then. And it's like, fucking, I just want to go in. I understand people switch off. Like, I get it. Like, I've I've always kind of thought, you know, oh, everyone's got like a responsibility to stay engaged. And now I'm like, you know what? I just want to like turn everything off <laughs> just just be in my little bubble on my own and not listen to any of that stuff apart from not network podcasts that's mm. the one thing i listen to um i mean that, that that gives you like a year's worth of audio goodness to listen indeed. to indeed months upon months of content back to back um maybe everyone else should do that too who yeah. knows but that would be delicious <laughs> it's we, good, um, yeah, because i i I don't think I've ever watched the news. Like, ever. it's something that obviously this is going to sound really weird, but it doesn't interest me knowing what's happening <laughs> at all. So I'm always this person that I found out lockdown through like the social media pages. I found out, so you know, that this this um, presidential election thing is happening in two days because you just said to me. You don't want to go to Florida in two days because that's when the election's happening. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on in life. If it doesn't happen in my household, I don't really care. Do you know? Um, I think do you know what? Glorious living like that. <laughs> do you know what's great though? I I don't. I I avoid the news at all costs. I avoid most news websites. But um, I'll I'll, I'll pimp out someone else's YouTube channel. Uh, what's it? You know Philip DeFranco. Yes. So the Philly D show that he does like four days a week where he just talks for 20 minutes on stuff that's going on gives me everything I need to know about the world because there's always, it's always got something that he's talking about that is incredibly relevant. A lot of the time in the minute it is the election. I'll, I'll, I'll give him that. But um, there's so much that I've, I've learned about what's going on in a genuinely interesting, informed and unbiased way as well mixed in with a bit of humor as well so something like that is perfect it's just 
you know, 15 to 20 minutes every couple of days to be able to watch something and go, oh, okay, so that's going on. Oh, look, Trump yeah. said that. That sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I rely on news updates from my phone. It pops up and goes, this thing happened. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll look at that. But I, when my, my in-laws um, tend to watch the news religiously, as many people of that generation would do every day, yeah. um, I can't have, I can't deal with that. But when they come to visit, the expectation is that they'll get to watch the news. Um, and of course, I'm a good son-in-law, so I'll make sure that happens. Um, but it means that whenever they come to visit, there's more news in my house than is ever in. So I just... <laughs> So I all the updates, you know, all the all the updates, all the bulletins. I'm 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 more tied in than ever before, and I can't stand it. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want to know what's going on because most of the time it's awful, and I just I understand social media bubbles more than ever because when I'm in a bubble, I mean even my particular social media bubble is getting a bit annoying because I am somewhat left leaning. And a lot of my friends are too. But as anybody who knows anything about politics, the left likes to eat itself. So there's factions and infighting in there as well. So even in my little safe little social media bubble, I've got people going off here and there with shit that I don't agree with. So it's like, I can't get a break. I put the news on, it's (laughs) terrible. I go on Facebook, it's terrible. So I don't know what to do, apart from turn everything off. Turn everything off and play well. Yeah. Yeah, that would no be no politics in WoW. I'm sure of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we we try not to. But while we are talking about WoW, guys, <laughs> nice, nice little segue. Tied in, I like it. Um, I'm I'm gutted to inform you all that it's been another year where Red has been unsuccessful in achieving <laughs> its fucking headless awesome amount. Um, really? It's now over. However, when I did log in yesterday, um, the first of November, to just to see if there's any chance I could do one more go with it, and I couldn't. Um, I got a an achievement for logging in during WoW's 16th anniversary. Wow. So oh. 16 years it's been going for, and there's a little party quest line. You get some fireworks and stuff to play with. Um, and they announced the, <clears throat> the expansion pack uh, date now, so Shadowlands is officially coming out on November the 23rd, which is awesome. So on November the 10th, so a couple of days after this comes out, um, they are putting in all the sort of the, the pre-expansion pack events where like the scourge are going to be like just raiding your actual strongholds and your home and like Stormwind and Agrimar and stuff like that. Um, and it's going to just be like huge, massive battles just kicking off randomly throughout the whole event. And it looks and sounds glorious. So it's going to be a really good time to invest in a game of Wowage if anybody's interested. Well, Blizzard, Blizzard do a good event. Doesn't matter what doesn't matter what property it is, they do a good event. But speaking of events, Reg, speaking of events, not to move us off from World of Warcraft too quickly, but no, I, no, I never would. However, in five days' time, it's N seven day. Ooh, now. Bioware. This is why you were so eager to come on tonight's podcast. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, me yeah. and Dan were like, we don't really fancy doing one this week. And you're like, I am fucking podding. I am okay, on this. Calm down. So, Matt Bioware haven't done anything for N7 Day for a while because there's not really been anything to, to do to celebrate, right? So, interestingly, on the 30th of October, a few nights ago, Mark Meir, also known as K 
Commander Shepard, the male version, if that's how you choose to play the game, uh, tweeted that a number of the cast and developers were going to be getting together, socially distant, I presume, for an N7 day event. And we're talking the primary cast, including Jennifer Hale and um, Raphael Sparge, big names, and development team, for an event. They've not said mm-hmm. what the event is, just that they're getting together for something. And so I have been desperate, as I'm sure listeners and you guys for definite are aware, for for a Mass Effect remake. I wasn't or, aware of this, man. I know. I, I, I'm very low-key about it. I'm very low-key about it. I don't, I don't really go on about it. I keep it to myself. Um, but the, the, the rumor mill has gone insane because, of course, there was the, the, the leak that wasn't a leak uh, a couple months ago. And then there was, like, the listings in, in game pre-orders that then got pulled because it wasn't a thing. And all this back and forth, right, about the fact that there could or couldn't be and no one actually knows if there is. Um, but the fact that they're having an event on N7 Day, featuring you know, a, a good chunk of the main cast and key developers of the, of the property. Are we going to get it? Are we going to get it? Are we finally going to get it? Is it finally going to happen? Am I getting my hopes up here? Is it like, just going to be like a, a script reading roundtable? <laughs> yeah. Just like a little bit of a documentary about it. Either way, well, though. It, the thing know, is, the game came out, the game came out in 2007. 2007 that game came out so it's not like it's it's like a milestone anniversary or something you know 13 years since it came out it's not it's not like it's it's happened to coincide it might be 10 years since mass effect 2 but it's not like it's coinciding with something specific it just happens to be this year they're getting together on seven day which is yeah so i say rumor mill's gone crazy i personally have gone crazy because (laughs) it, it, it it feels like it's going to it's going to happen. And if it I, does... I, for the first time in a while, feel quite confident that it is going to happen. And if it doesn't, they're stupid. Because it's just... If they did it, like it's it's a license to print money. Because they know that everyone who's played it before is going to buy it all over again. Hell, I bought the game like three times in my life. I'll buy it again. I don't give a shit. I'll keep buying this game over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> like, but it's the, yeah, it's the thing where they came out with that and said that there was going to be an event... And let me find the actual tweet. Let me read his um, read the man's words. So he says that we join a Mass Effect castmates: uh, Jennifer Hale, Raphael Sparge, uh, Ali Hillis, Courtney Taylor, uh, Steve Bloom, Kimberly Brooks, Alex Walton Reagan, like like the whole main cast. <laughs> um, it's gonna happen on it. Stay tuned mm-hmm. for the link. Saturday, November seventh, at eleven a.m. Pacific time. Um, so like. Listen, Mark Meir and team, give me that game. Oh, it's a Saturday, so you're off as well, aren't you? So you're oh, able to just like, just literally watch that screen <laughs> just non-stop. I, I quite like that someone's first response to it was someone saying, is it finna time to renounce the trilogy remaster? You can't hide from me forever. <laughs> 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 Which, like, honestly, like, they can't, I can't work. There isn't anything else that it could be, surely. Like, there's nothing else that it, it would be. Mm. But... But we'll How see. about the new Mass Effect mobile card battle game? Oh Jesus, don't don't do that to me, Reg. <laughs> don't because that's Mass so Effect possible. Battle Royale. <laughs> no, don't because that's so possible. It could happen, and I'd be so sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would be, but at the same time, like you said, it's EA as well. 
So they do like money. I, I feel like, you know, all these websites, like for the last couple of years, there's all these rumors that pop up that there's a, a website that's that's put up a Mass Effect remaster trilogy for pre-order. And then everyone thinks, oh, that's it. That's the leak. And it's actually going to happen. Um, but it's just it's just a website trying to get traffic to their own site. Mm. Right. It, it never happens. I feel like now it kind of might be true, but I think that's the second time that um, a company has faked a pre-order. Only ever happened twice, once multiple times with Mass Effect, and the other time is when Game pretended that Shenmue 3 was going to happen and put a pre-order code um, in their pre-order books back when me and Reg worked there. Silly, Just silly to wind Reg up. I guarantee that our boss got in touch with someone or went to like the game conference or whatever and happened to bump into the person who deals with pre-orders and said, right, do us a favor, stick Shenmue 3 into this book. Because there's nowhere else they could have got that information from. And I also got told, Reg, can you please stop pre-ordering copies of Shenmue 3? Oh, they, they the, were asking for, for trouble the, there. That's the, the sheer problem. scale. Everyone who got served, whether yeah. they wanted it or not, found a free pre-order on their receipt. And when it was dead in work, I would just pre-order Shenmue 3 repeatedly. <laughs> Stick through a couple of dozen there, there you go. It was, it, every day you'd have a minimum of about 40, 40 to 50 pre-orders minimum a day. And we had that skew for, if I, this is how, this is how annoying I was back in the day. And thinking about it now, it makes me cringe. My um, my, my best mate, Dave, um, his cousin, cousins got married. Um, and I put the skew in their wedding book to pre-order it because it became become a, like a running joke with them as well to be like, oh, like, uh, so, so, where, so where are you going to put the snacks? Are you going to get on the tattoo and stuff? Um, is, it, is that now your PIN number for your bank card? And I was like, I'm just going to put it in the wedding book. They'll find it funny at the time. But now looking back, like when we look back through our wedding book, like, oh, these are all really nice notes and there's a lot of penises being drew in it. Um, they'll be like, the, 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 the Shenmue 3 never came out on the Xbox. That's, that's really irritating, Rich. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, but the, I got told, like, Reg, we have over like 4,000 pre-orders for Shenmue 3. Can you please? Just from your store. Me? Yeah, just from your code. <laughs> It was from no one else's code. It was literally just my logon code. It was like, you just need to stop this now. I was like, okay. <laughs> but it, it, like you said, it's it's got to come from somewhere. It can't be, it's obviously not high up. It just be some company that's going like, right, shit, here's, how do we get traffic? How do we get some interest to go for it that way through? Just how, how, so how are we going to mm-hmm. please Dave Olsen? Right, tell you what, yeah. we'll all put this tweet together. <laughs> and say we're all getting together just to make him go <laughs> I just it's that thing where it's so silly right like I, and this is the, the thing with um, narrative video games okay they all have a, a story they all have an ending they all have it all mapped out and all done and yet you feel when you play a good one you feel like you're in control you know you feel like you have made that happen despite the fact that it's already set to happen a certain way, and that's just the way it is. And that's not me being cynical. That's just, you know, it's already written, so it's already going to happen, right? But the fact that a game can have the kind of power where I know that, I know what happens in the Mass Effect series. I know which characters survive. I know which characters you can romance. I know all that. I played it a lot. 
But it's the fact that the story was so good that it leaves me thinking that maybe I missed something mm. because mm. there is so much of it. So I'm thinking to myself, yeah, okay, I played I, my my one one playthrough of Mass Effect Two was over a hundred hours. Surely I didn't miss anything, right? Uh, I would hope not. I would yeah, definitely hope not. Yeah, but in my head, I'm thinking, well, there's so much in that game that maybe I did. Maybe I've maybe. got to play it again so I can find out what I missed after all that time. Maybe you and just spent nuts. 90 hours in the uh, in the club on the Citadel dancing with people. Just dancing. Just, just dancing. getting my dance mm-hmm. on. But it's that thing of it's the, it's the power that it has where I'm, right, I'm sure you were the same with, with Shenmue. Like, you knew how that story went. You knew what was going to happen in that story and who the characters were going to interact with. But you go back and you play it because you're like, there's more to this. There's more to this that I've not seen. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing where they release a remaster – they say it's going to cost a hundred quid. I'm going to give them my money on day one because I'm playing that game again, and I'm going to enjoy it. And I feel like I have to play Femship because I never actually have, but <laughs> because I've always played the male shepherd, that's just how I have to play it. So, yeah, I'm torn. And now I've got a kid, so I do not have time to be playing hundred hour playthroughs. But you know, I'll, I'll give it a try. But you will. <laughs> there will be no sleep. There'll be no sleep. My wife will not understand. <laughs> But she'll love me anyway, and it's okay. Well, if it comes out on the Switch, then you can sit in bed and play it. Oh, not on the Switch, Dan. I'm not a savage. <laughs> Ooh, ouch. Come on. This, as we all know, the Switch is great for fun games and family games, but it is not designed for, like, AAA titles. Come on. Well, if you've got internet in your house, sir... I'm glad you brought this up. I wanted to talk about this. This is really interesting, I thought. I think this is an awesome idea of what they've done. Um, They've started releasing certain titles, uh, which you can now cloud stream um, on your actual Switch. Um, So it started off with Resident Evil 7 back in Japan. Oh, really? Uh, Yeah, they did it with Resi 7, um, and it worked really, really well. Um, And I think they did it with Resi 3 as well um, it's the only way you can play it and now they've like this has started working out really well so as you've now seen they've started doing it with other titles now as well mm. um, and they're going to be doing it with Hitman 3 as well when Hitman 3 launches interesting and you can be able to do that but I think it's an awesome feature uh, for the Switch and I can't believe it's, it's a nice idea do. it's the big one at the minute is Control right mm, yeah oh sorry the game yes yeah so, so yeah, yeah, the game game control which was on PS4 and Xbox One, um, and you can download a free version that lets you play unlimited for up to ten minutes. <laughs> so you can test it out to see if it works well enough on your internet before you actually buy it. So th- there's that. So everyone can give it a go and see if it plays well. But yeah, it's a really interesting idea. But it also really do- doesn't that just highlight that the Switch is kind of underpowered. But the thing is, they already know, and they've they they from day one they came out and said they're not competing with Sony and they're not competing with Microsoft because they know they haven't got the horsepower in it. What they've always wanted is accessibility and and fun times with family. And if that means Nintendo are doing what they've always done, which is they're competing with themselves. Yes, because they bring out a new console with similar games but maybe better versions of them <laughs> yeah. so that you go from playing uh, a zelda game on the the wii u to go into play it on the switch <laughs> and that's it and and this is the this is the the thing with the switch so the switch now trying this just so they can be like hey it turns out 
a lot of fucking people are buying the Switch and they're asking for these certain titles and they're trying to do workarounds to see if there's any chance of getting certain titles to run. Um, and this is just showing a, yeah. a showcase where you say, hey, look, we are future-proof. <laughs> so whereas you're going to be buying these these Xbox Series Xs and your PlayStation 5s, like, you know, you won't be buying the Switch 2 at any point soon because we're going to have the capability now where we'll be able to stream high-quality games. Yeah. To your to your switch and you know what i rag on nintendo but ultimately whenever i talk to anybody who's got a switch the one thing that every single person will say is it's a lot of fun to play like every single person without exception if i say oh you got a switch what's it like they go it's a lot of fun to play like it doesn't matter that it's not the most powerful it doesn't matter that it doesn't have all the same titles it doesn't matter about all that because everyone who has one says it's a lot of fun and ultimately no matter how good your story is, no matter how good the graphics are, no matter how good the online multiplayer fucking battle royale mode is, if it's not fun to play, what's the point? Well, I, I think that's... I've put in over a hundred odd hours into Divinity Two Original Sin Two. I put like, and that that that's a PC game that they're like, tell you what, let's try it on the consoles and stuff. Um, and you can buy it on the PS4, but you can you can literally carry on your Steam game on your Switch and just play it on the Switch. Um, and vice versa um, and it's incredible there's so many titles which are underrated that, that like you're saying obviously you know everyone when you say name me three games on the Switch you'll have Breath of the Wild you'll have Mario Kart you'll have Super Mario um, what's in your uh, Odyssey. Sun- Odyssey Sunshine Odyssey or you'll have uh, Smash Brothers those are the only games that people ever seem to care about but there's a wealth of amazing titles on the on, on the switch and it, it is a very very underrated console um it's it's a shame i know obviously now it's like lockdown and stuff and apparently they're trying to get hold of them it's an absolute nightmare for people still um but they are the fucking brilliant i mean yes as everyone says they're a lot of fun to play because you can do fun thing fun games with them but even as like a serious gamer if you wanted to get into titles because there's, there's a there's a, a fucking wealth of mm. amazing titles on there. Like one of the games that isn't out on the Xbox or the PS4 and stuff, Octopath Traveler, which is an RPG by Square. And that is one of the most stunning titles. Like it doesn't look incredibly amazing, but it's so fucking well done. The soundtrack to it is beautiful. The, the artwork is nice. The story is amazing. It's just, it's a, if that was out on the PS4 or the Xbox One X or Series X, wherever it's coming out now, like, damn, that would sell a fuck to more than what it would do on the Switch. But I'm just happy it's on the Switch because it's mm. such a goddamn amazing title. You You've got to look like. at the Switch as, for a lot of people, it's an additional console, isn't it? Yes. It's like it's like what I think Microsoft are pitching the um, Series S as. Like, it's fair enough. If you're going to buy a PlayStation 4, why not also get one of these on the cheap? And it's the same same for the Switch. It's your portable um, console. That's why they've discontinued 3DSs and they've not really announced anything new because the Switch Lite is the new handheld. Mm, that's um, true. Yeah. But obviously they're going for what a lot of other, um, other kind of manufacturers try. Like, obviously, Google's got Stadia, which is entirely streaming. Sony's got PlayStation Now, which is limited title streaming. So I I don't Apple know whether Arcade. how I... Yeah, Apple Arcade you, now. Well, no, yeah, Apple Arcade 
it's, it, that's not streaming of games though is it sorry sorry i'm thinking about subscriptions sorry yeah um i can't see myself wanting to buy something like a stadia i don't think necessarily that everyone's internet is that good and that stable enough to play something flawlessly yet but to buy a console that's got all these great games all these fun games that can also give you the opportunity to maybe play some other game streaming i like the idea of that i think that's that's good but whether it's you know as an addition i think it works well but not quite there as an exclusive streaming device yet Mm. so that's just my opinion Uh, fair enough um i think that's obviously why it's only a a select titles yeah coming out i think it's nice to have the opportunity that that way as well but yeah god damn it's a great opportunity Mm. um in order for it to come through and i and i i do enjoy it and i love just seeing all these random references that are popping up the switch and fair play to nintendo yeah you know for once they've just been like yeah fucking run with it they, they, they gave up on the Wii U because obviously, you know, they tried so many gimmicks and stuff and it didn't really work out that well. Seems as though they're, they're sticking with the, the Switch and it seems to be like doing Yeah, very, that's because well. it's, it's sold numbers, sold a lot. Mm. It's sold Wii numbers, but well, more than yeah. that now, hasn't it? I was going to say, yeah, it's sold more than that now. Yeah, and the actual software's selling, which is what didn't sell with the, uh, with the Wii. Mm. So, mm. yeah, shame. Um, while we're talking about older stuff, did you realise that Jet Set Radio is now 20 years old? Jeez. Oh, 20 years old, and they still haven't re-released the sequel. No, but it's just, I, I can't believe how how old it is. I was just going through your, my, my usual websites today, and it was um, saying, like, happy birthday, because it came out in October 30th in the US, right? Um, back in twenty two thousand, well, back in two thousand, because it's twenty years old. Reg Mafia. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was like, God damn! But then looking at it, you know, it still can holds up good. And then when you were going through it all, I was like, even the Game Boy Advance game was amazing. To be fair, it's that was one great. Of those, it's one of those one of those titles that they've not done a bad a bad game in that series, and it's mm-hmm. rare to say that. It's just it's awesome, and it looks. It's the one on the Game Boy still looks amazing when you're watching mm-hmm. it. All the the videos and stuff coming through, it's just so good, and I do it's miss so it good. so much. And I can't wait yeah. for them to to do this new variation, like the spiritual sequel. Yeah, that does look good. That's that's the thing I'm sort of latching onto because the Jet Set Radio Future, which was an Xbox launch title, I think is is. I mean, I love Jet Set Radio. But just Radio Future is, is the so best much one. better. It, yeah, it, it just it takes every little niggle with um, with the original and fixes it and elevates it. It's amazing, and I really wish I could play that. I won't even play on my 360 backwards compatible, even though it was a backwards compatible game, because the only version I've got was a double disc version that came with Sega Sega GT, GT on it. Yeah, Boom. which we got for free and work, didn't we, Reg? We did. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so- yeah. Jet Set Radio as well, because I, I went into a bit of a rabbit hole with this. Okay. How long do you reckon it took them to make Jet Set Radio? From sort of initial development right the way down to getting released. Yep. Um, I can imagine it was probably a Saturn game originally, right? No. No? Nope. 
Okay, is this going to go the opposite of what we think? I'm, I'm thinking it took like seven years, but you're going to say like eight months. You were so close with that final figure. Ten okay. months. Wow. Ten months it took them to go like, you know, I wonder what would be a good idea. How about we try this? Right, okay, let's ship it. <laughs> it's so weird when you think about games by comparison now. You think about, I mean, the one that comes to mind is Cyberpunk 2077. Like, that's been delayed now, what, three times? Four times? Yeah. Like, they just keep, uh, they keep pushing it is fucking brilliant. I feel so bad for their social yeah, media. Too. Do you know what though? I like. I was talking to a few, um, a few other friends about this who are you know super stoked about Cyberpunk. We used to play. Um, show my nerd credentials here. We used to play the Cyberpunk 2020 role playing game, the actual book and dice one, as opposed to console based. Nice. And it, one of my favorite role playing games of, of all time because of the setting. So I'm excited for the game to see that you know rendered in in glorious 4K detail. But. It's that thing where they put it back and they put it back in the book, and it was all set for the, the the November release. And I said to I said to these guys, I'm like, look, that's if it comes out then, because I was talking about the Mass Effect remaster. Like, if, if they did drop it on N7 day, which I think is wildly unrealistic, but if they did, I was like, well, that's I'd be getting that obviously. And some one of my friends was like, no, but Cyberpunk's coming out around that time, so they wouldn't release it then. And I'm like, Cyberpunk's not coming out then. <laughs> they keep saying it's going to come out. It's not coming out then. And then it got pushed back again for a few weeks, and I was like, I fucking, I told you, I told you, yeah. that game is cursed. Like, it's going to be a great game when it eventually releases, but it's cursed. Yeah. I think now it's going to hit that stage where, no matter how good it is can't live up to this hype i think everyone's going to blame the delays and everything i think it'll be a great game but i just but, don't think it's going to be able to live up to that hype but this delay at least if not the last couple is to sort of iron out those problems though right yeah 100 but a game that open world and that big it doesn't matter how how many times they delay this they're not going to be able to fix everything and there's going to be people now that are just going to be hunting out the yeah, books, oh, there already which are. Which is just to yeah. be like, you're yeah. a fucking moron. I can't believe you left us in. You delayed it four times. Me, 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 me. Yeah, that's it. That, that, I, I, I'm not waiting an extra 28 days. I am not buying any of your games ever again now. Yeah, and it's the people that, doing, that give them death threats and stuff oh, for, for delaying it. And like, this is what gives us bad names. Yeah, I mean, like, that's insane. That, 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 anybody you mean gamers who... or humans? <laughs> Both. Both. Yeah. yeah. Mm hmm. But it is that thing of like people who I mean I, I've had this you know I've had this this debate a lot of, a number of times regarding Star Wars fans, you know, and the worst possible people who happen to be into these fandoms. Um, and it's that thing you know the idea of giving death threats to a developer like it's their job, it's just it's their job, it's the yeah. job, and they've put years and years of work into it. They're not delaying it to piss you off. They're not doing it because they like the challenge of people ragging them on Twitter. Like it's not. No one gets off on that <laughs> if they can release it on time. I a, think they definitely would. There's a huge backlash on online um, against developers putting crunch time on their staff, mm. you know, and calling out the ones that are doing that and saying, you know, it's not healthy. People doing like eighty-hour weeks to try and get the game out just delay it, and then suddenly it happens. A company which the rumor is that they put their people under pretty harsh crunch have gone. All right, yeah. let's give let's let's have another month to make sure that it works flawlessly on all these systems. Mm -hmm. Surely you've got to give them a little bit of credit for that and go. Okay, yeah. I can wait. Because there is also that that point. Yeah, you know, the idea that they're trying to get its release on as many platforms as possible, mm. which makes a lot of sense. Like that's kind of what you want to do when they're bringing out new consoles is that you want to get your game all over the place. Um, yeah, and people getting 
that whole thing about crunch time and stuff. Like, I, I, I agree that it's a problem for the developers that like bring staff on, working really, really hard, and then bin them all off when the game is done. That's wrong. But it's not unusual for places to, to you know, have a period of time where the staff work really hard. Yeah. To get something out on time or, or whatever. You know, I just I finished watching that um, a documentary on Disney Plus about the making of Frozen Two, which I realize is a bit of a curveball from what we're talking about. So I apologize. <laughs> no, it comes up quite a lot on, on this podcast, to be quite honest. More That's than true, you imagine. It? Yeah, I think it does, isn't it? Sorry, that's probably my fault. Um, yeah. But it's a fantastic documentary, and it's all about how, in the last few weeks of development, they are working, you know, eighty-hour weeks. They're working six and a half days a week, all that kind of stuff. But it's kind of it's expected that that's what they're going to do to get it done in that sort of final stretch. And that's not seen as a, oh my god, Disney, you're so evil for making everyone work so hard. It's just seen as that's what places do when they've got deadlines and lots of work to do. You know, and developing a game for so many different consoles with so much detail and depth in it, it's gonna take time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People gotta chill. But they won't. But they won't. No. Although speaking of games which get announced like stupidly long in advance. The, uh, so Final Fantasy series obviously is renowned for this so Final Fantasy 15 took a huge hit with that because obviously that was Final Fantasy versus 13 um, when it originally was first going to come out and that got delayed countless times changed its production team changed everything about it um, so then they were like right we're going to learn our lesson and we're not going to announce anything like this again until we know we are ready to to finally go with it and ship it so final fantasy 16 is is literally sort of coming out now um and that's is, it, is it imminent it it, it it it's coming out when it's coming out they're, they're teasing us now with loads more information um of coming through so i haven't got, uh, this isn't a by the way here's a date for it. it's coming out tomorrow no. <laughs> um sort of thing this it's is coming out on n7 day it's coming out on <laughs> n7 day to piss dave off oh it um, would that would piss me off but it's it's it comes with the greatest of news. So Final Fantasy protagonists always have the greatest of names. That's so, right. Okay. So we have Squall, Tidus, uh Tifa, Cloud, uh, Red Thirteen, you know, Sephiroth. Can can anybody hazard a guess? I'll give you I'll give you two guesses each for the name of the main well, protagonist. If our uh... sixteen. If the, the the way this podcast has been going is any any indication, then he will be called Dan. <laughs> <laughs> you are close. Okay. Oh Dave? Nah. Oh, Dave. Um, you, you know one of you you know one of these, Dan. You know one of these people. He's very dear and close to my heart. Um he even went on You're vacation Steve. with us one time. Not Steve, no. Clive. Yep. No, he's called Clive. The, the game's the game's main protagonist is Clive Rossfield. Okay, <laughs> two things wrong with that. One, I mean it's Clive. That's <laughs> ridiculous. Two, Japanese language doesn't have a V in it. They use a B. So he is Clive. So he is Clive, and Clive. his siblings Clive. or his friends mm-hmm. um, are Joshua and Jill. This. Trio could not be less fun fantasy. <laughs> fucking <laughs> Clive, Joshua, and Jill. They've got wow. no 
no like oh come on guys right we've got this amazingly epic medieval backdrop we've got the fantasy setting we've always that like, people have been clamoring for we've got the huge behemoth we've got the titans we've got the fucking armies going we need really strong just good at it names clive just fucking clive <laughs> just like that's a newsreader's name that is not a final fantasy hero's name it's no. just it's ludicrous and i love it i love it for the fact that <laughs> Where you look at the the artwork for it, and he's got like the fucking devil arm from Devil May Cry, all fucking thorny and on fire, and a huge ass sword, and typical Final Fantasy look. And you think he's gonna have a really exotic, powerful name, mm. Clive. It's just, just. Do you know what, what though? Do you know what though? There's something. There's something. I, I don't know. I think I'm kind of into it. I'm into the fact that he's got the most just just straight up mundane basic name, but also looks like a terrifying Japanese RPG badass character. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And this is the thing I love is back back in the in the olden days, for obviously you had all these voice acted titles and stuff like seven and eight. So you'd rename your characters so it wouldn't be Cloud and Tifa. It would be you and your best mates that played through it. So like. And if you didn't have enough mates, you'd make up, you know, your teddy bears names and stuff and put that in there that my friend used to do, apparently. Not me. Oh, yeah. Um, so, so now, if, if, you, if you're fucking Clive, you, would, you wouldn't even have to do that anymore. You'd be like, oh, brilliant, I'm finally in a Final Fantasy game. It's just, <laughs> it's just wonderful. I, just, I think it's glorious. And I, for what, this is a day one purchase for me, just on the name alone. Yeah. Good old okay. Clive. But apparently it's, um, so they're saying it was announced, obviously, back in September when they did the thing. The the basic development's actually already been completed on it. So they're just doing a little tidbits and stuff to it. Um, so they're revealing um, a huge event, apparently, early in 20, 2021. Um, so they're going to be, like, announcing everything then about what's going to happen. Um, so if you remember originally on the PlayStation 5 um teaser for it when they're showing it on the thing they're saying it's coming exclusively console to ps5 and pc and now they've gone like guess what guys we've scrapped the pc part it's now no only way. ps5 again now wow. so yeah so it's going to be interesting to see what they're they're doing with this i'm wondering if that's just i'm contemplating if sony are going you know what since you release most of your games with us anyway let's just buy square mm. and just seen as microsoft have gone like you know what guys fuck you we've got bethesda they're like yeah it's brilliant you've got you know your, your skyrims and all that but tell you what we'll buy the big boys that's our square enix and that's it was going all these fucking the thing they don't really need to do that though do they you think about you, you look at microsoft and you think about all their first party like huge like triple a games and they haven't really got that many it's always the exclusives are always better on the PlayStations. Um, mm. And half those companies that give them exclusive games, they don't even own. No. They just go, well, <sighs> it's the PlayStation that sells worldwide. It's the PlayStation that sells in the East. So there's 50% of our market. Let's go with PlayStation. I just, I, I, I was thinking about the Microsoft Bethesda deal. And in my head, I had a number. And I was like, no, 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 no. That's, that's that's too much. I'll, I'll Google it and have a look. And no, I was right. Seven and a half billion dollars. Oh yeah, yeah. That's just like in my head, I had made that number up, and it was much lower than that. Well, it's the same amount 
that Disney paid for Marvel and Lucasfilm. Jesus. Like, put together. And that just seems mind-boggling. I mean, you're putting a lot of eggs in one basket there. I know Microsoft's got a lot of money and all. But seriously, like, I mean, you look at the titles, right? And it's like Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Wolfenstein, Quake. There's There's a lot of good. There's a lot of good there. But are you going to recoup seven and a half billion dollars with that? Mm. Given the given the pardon the pun here, but given the the, the fallout from <laughs> their ah. online, yeah. you know, efforts with Elder Scrolls Online and Fallout seventy six that didn't necessarily take the world by storm. So, are they going to? I mean, they're not even going to release the next Elder Scrolls game for what, another is it another year or eighteen months, like at least. Mm. So that's a long time to I, wait to make your money back. It's. All it's a power play, isn't it? Really, I, I, I think they're fully aware they will never make that that money back. Mm. But it'll stop any of that money going to Sony because yeah. When, yeah. when when they started discussing it um, last month, again, um, they spoke to Phil Spencer and whatnot. And Phil Spencer was like, "We've not yet decided if we're going to allow them to release a release the next Elder Scrolls on the PlayStation 5. He was like, obviously, they've got that. Um, can't remember the name, the space one that they've done. Uh, the Outer Worlds. Not, not the Outer Worlds. No, no. They, they they've announced a new space RPG. Oh, is it Starfield. Um, what is it called? Yes, yes, that'll do. Yeah. Um, so they've announced that, and obviously, because that's been announced as it's coming multi-platform, they've got to be like, right, okay, fine. It's come multi-platform. We haven't stated what the multi-platform is for that, though. It never once stated PlayStation. It stated multi-platform. So that could be PC, yeah, and it could be Xbox. Yeah. So we haven't decided who we're going to let have what yet. And I love that he's just so brash. He says, like, you know what? We're going to go by a title-by-title title basis. So we may say yes to, you know, like a Fallout spin-off like another 76 or whatever, but not an actual official numbered title. The same with, you know, um, with like Doom and with Skyrim and stuff. The Elder Scrolls may never come to PlayStation 5, but the Elder Scrolls Blades, like the spin-off or like the card game stuff, that could come to the PlayStation. They get to choose what they want to do just to piss people off. Mm. And I think that is the reason why they've done it, because they know the fan bases are out there. And they'll just be like, come at us. And if you if you don't really come to us, we'll just start teasing you until you're like, you know what? Yeah, fuck it. We'll jump ship. We're not having just their little crappy little spin-offs like Fallout Shelter and stuff on the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. I want the next Fallout. And, you know, if, if you can do that on a pay monthly deal and still get your PlayStation 5, why not fucking do it? You know what? You just said Blades there. And that reminded me that I downloaded that game back when it was in the beta last year, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um Played it loads for a bit and then just I haven't touched it for months. <laughs> so I thought, I'm just going to load that up on my phone and have a look and see what's going on there. Oh, you have your 12 Pro now, don't you? I do have my 12 Pro now. And I have to say, it is, I mean, I say this every year, but it is the most beautiful phone I've ever owned. And it's just wonderful. But it's, it's that thing where the thing that iPhones are good at is that they do everything really well. So it's hard to kind of compare it to one before because it still does things really well. Mm. <laughs> like it's kind of it's quite hard to be like oh it's better for any reason it's just it's just it's faster and it looks nice um and the photos are real good i'll give it that i think that's that's the issue now with phones though isn't it because like i'm looking at upgrading mine 
this month, like literally on Black Friday, um, is when my phone's up. And I was saying to Dan before, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do because I would keep this Sony experience that I've got because I love it so much. But Oliver just was like, you're not putting this on. Well, fuck you. Throw your phone on the floor and smash it. <laughs> um, and that's what happened. So I'm like, I can't have another like forever using this screen. It's just horrendous. So I need to upgrade it because it's like 200 quid or something to replace the screen. So I'm like, for an extra 100 quid, I might as well just get a new phone <laughs> over the two-year period. Um, but I'm torn between do I go for a Android now or do I go for the the the, the, the Apple and yeah, go for an iPhone? But I don't I, – I, there's certain things I love about the Android that I'm not a massive fan of, of the of Apple and, and vice versa. Like I know how good the photos and stuff look on the Pro. But Ash has got the Samsung S20 and the photos on that still look glorious as well. So I'm like, mm. I like the the ease of the iPhone and just the simplicity of it. Mm. But you can't do as much as what you can do on the Android. And I think I like that. I like the freedom of the Android more than I like the linking of everything on the Apple phones. You, but, you say that, but I'm currently looking at Blades on my iPhone 12 Pro. And it looks a lot like... Skyrim on an Xbox One. <laughs> How does it look compared to Skyrim on a Switch? Uh, it's about three times better. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, uh, do you remember when Infinity Blades came out on um, on the iPhone? I think yeah. on the 3G. And like, yeah. everyone's like, oh my God, that's console level. Unreal quality. Engine on, yeah. a, on an iPhone, wow. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so many games now that I can play on my, on my phone that I'm just like, damn, this actually looks so much nice. Like that Genshin Impact, that Genshin yeah. Impact, which looks literally looks like Breath of the Wild and it plays like Breath of the Wild and it's absolutely phenomenal. And that's a that's a free mobile game, which you can also play on the consoles because it's just a free free game to, to dick about on. But if you haven't tried it on your phones, it plays gorgeous on the Android. I know on the Apple it plays nice as well, but apparently it's a bit more jaggedy and rougher on the iPhone compared to the Android, apparently. But, yeah, I don't know. Unless you jailbreak the iPhone and make it easier to do the ring ringtones and put your music on and that sort of stuff. But, you know, like, I love the Android for just being able to drag and drop and just put in and be like, yeah, set that as that. Yeah, that's perfect for that. Because they jailbreak your iPhone. I'm like, Reg, what year is this? <laughs> can, 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 can you not do that anymore? <laughs> don't think so, but I'm willing to see you have a go. You don't need to. I've I've never missed anything. But, you know, it's fine. Yeah, I don't know. I just I, I think the ease of downloading stuff off on to the Android phone is is nicer than doing it on the. The ease of downloading stuff that uh, you haven't got through official means. I think you mean <laughs> because the the App Store that you know that that's that was the start of it. The App Store started exactly what the Play Store does, but. Um, so there's no easier or more difficult no, on one I, or the other. I, I didn't mean that. I just mean stuff like um, if you've got videos just on Facebook or um, you know, your phone and stuff like that, yeah. literally just hold the phone down. Or you've got a ringtone. You, you want to put a ringtone on your phone, download, yeah, if you want to do that, set as ringtone, done. Just, just copy the yep. file onto your Android and be like, there you go, yep. I want that. Or download the song from wherever. Yep. Just be like, save that as ringtone. It's, it's it's so quick and easy, mm. and like just the, the file access, I find a lot easier on the Android than I, I do on the the iPhone. But it's just me because I'm yeah. used to the the Android. So no, you know, going no. back over to an Apple, would I completely agree. Me, but 
I'm torn because all phones are so fucking expensive now. It's like, right, I need to choose a good one. And I'm torn. It's hard. I mean, the upside, I think that with the the thing that I get, and this is, look, I worked for for Apple for 10 years, right? So I'm not, don't don't just think that I'm just some fanboy because I I have honest thoughts about them too. I'm a Uh, diehard fanboy who was there for 10 years. But I don't work for them anymore, so they don't owe them shit. Um, But it's that with an iPhone, even if you get the cheapest iPhone, you're, and I know they're not cheap, I, I mean that relatively, um, you're getting a really good hands up. That's the difference. Like you can go out and buy yourself a you know, 500 quid um, Android handset, and it's a piece of shit. Mm. You might buy one for 1,000 quid, and it's really good. I'm not saying there aren't really good Android phones, because I know there are. But if you go out and spend 500 quid, you are going to get one that is subpar. Whereas if you go out and get an iPhone SE or something, and you spend four or five hundred, even a you know an iPhone eleven or one that's a year or two old, you're getting a really good phone, you know. So I think that's the kind of thing. If you're thinking about budget wise, it really depends on if you're going to spend sort of top of the range money. Then yeah, you know S twenty or Pixel five or whatever, they're they're good handsets. Um, if you're into that ecosystem, but if you're looking to spend sort of you know five six hundred quid, you put that into an iPhone and you're going to get something good for your money. Mm. But you know. I buy an iPhone every year, even though my phone is the best phone I've ever had, and I replace it with the next best phone I've ever had. So I'm no one to ask about which phone you definitely should get, because <laughs> I just yeah. get I just get the next iPhone that comes out because I'm that kind of guy. Um, I had the 11, iPhone 11 Pro Max, and it was the best phone I'd ever seen, and I'm like, oh, I'll get a new one. Why? What's, what's yeah. wrong with me? But I understand after two years. Thank you. Yeah. But so, you know, if that's your jam, that's your jam. Then. That's my cross to bear. And also my wife's. Yeah. See, that, that, that thing, because Ash upgrades her phone just like a month or two before me. So because she's now got the S20, I'm like, right, I need the S20 Pro or Ultra or Plus or something that's better than that, just because I need to be a little bit better. <laughs> well, it's that. I don't want the same phone as Ash. I want something different. I think I think that's my my thing. Better as well, yes. Better and different. <laughs> She's just like, oh, no, it's better. <laughs> I'm like, I know, I know I want something better than you because I've always said that. But it used to be stick with the Sony phones and just because I used to be able to remote play and stuff because I've got multiple accounts on my PlayStation now, I can't remote play, which is frustrating as hell. So now it opens up the world of opportunities to me as what do I do with it? And I think that's what's exciting. I think the only loyal sony smartphone customers are reg and james bond oh and one of them is dead <laughs> oh yeah sean connery didn't mention just have thankfully just Thank before you. we wrap yeah. it up just yeah. before we go underground he beat us to it mm. oh brutal did did you know that the last no nope, don't want film yeah. that sean <laughs> Do you not hear any of that? Nope. You went really robotic and the did you? And that was it. Okay. Let me say that again. You can edit that, right, Red? Cool. Do you. Do you I'm sure he's doing it on sure. purpose now. No, he was. <laughs> he's literally doing it on purpose. So, Have I gone again? Do you have a button that as soon as you want to say something, you just go like a robot? <laughs> 
Well, no, but the microphone sw obviously switches to me when I go to talk. So let me just, I'm just uploading the video. So let me stop doing that. I've got Netflix on in the, uh, in the living room. I've got Skype going and I'm uploading the video. So hold on. Is so that so better? a switch on cloud would be no good for you then? <laughs> well, not, not right this second, no. <laughs> so is that better, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, have you, have you guys got any idea what the last film Sean Connery made was? No. Okay. You might think it was recent, but he retired from making films. Back was in, it the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? It was the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah. Does that make you go, oh, okay, that makes sense? Well, it's. I didn't realize. I thought he must have done something since then, because that was what Me too. twenty-five years ago, or something. Me too. But then I. So when when obviously the news came out, I I put up a, a sort of a little post as a bit mm -hmm. of a tribute to him. Um, and I went to grab some just some uh, shots of him from different movies, and I was on IMDb, and yeah, apart from a voiceover he did in some film a couple of years ago, which I think was very brief. Um. That is the last film he he made. Wow! So, for the record, I quite like that film, even though it's universally considered to be garbage. Yeah, it was it was a weird one. It had its moments. Uh, I didn't hate it, but it was definitely not what it should have been. No, <laughs> it's got such great source material and loads of source material as well. There's a good few books, but it was just no. It was typical Hollywood uh, taking something and ruining it. But, oh well you uh, know hollywood yeah. there you go <laughs> but but yeah um that was sad news it was indeed yeah it's very sad it's a downer well, to end on but you know yeah well <laughs> let me there was two things that i wanted to to mention but um you guys came off it we were in the middle of talking about alton towers and how um top gear were driving around uh, the theme park in electric mm -hmm. cars it was like an electric car race in a place where you can't charge your electric car oh yeah isn't right. that just stupid the, so yeah when that because I, I, I i'm i'm a merlin pass holder that was all over their social media going hey top gear have been at the Alton towers and literally 90 percent of the comments were like well how did they charge the cars because we've been at you for years about getting uh, electric chargers and they are still not there yet. They're at Chessington, they're at Legoland, they're at Thorpe Park, but there's none at Alton Towers, bizarrely. Um, and the other thing is, you were mentioning, Reg, about your uh, your offspring's birthday, mm. little, uh, little Oliver. Um, well, it's the fifth, right? Mm-hmm. Firework night, bonfire night. Are you going to try and pretend, and how long are you going to pretend for, that all the fireworks are in honour of his birthday? Uh, yeah, we, we've had this conversation. We think we're going to try and do it for as long as we possibly can. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's, just tell him about Santa. Just tell him Santa's not real. It's fine because you can only really concentrate on one on one lie with the child. Otherwise, you'll mess him up. Um, <laughs> so the lies or I, the child? The child. Okay. You know, because you, he'll just think everything you tell him is just lies. So, it is going to be, to be honest with you. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm not, not, not going to say no to that. <laughs> oh dear. But yeah, but, yeah. but unfortunately though, this year I don't think we're going to be getting any fireworks. Well, so there'll be fireworks. Loads of people have been setting off fireworks now. Yeah, like, at the very minimum, um, 
the, the fireworks are going to sell out in the next couple of days because everyone's going to be running to the shops to get everything the they thing need. The thing is, that's the reason why they, they put the fucking thing in place on the 5th of November to stop people having get-togethers. And now we're like, hey, let's all do firework night. Yeah. Yeah, well, firework night, you can still, you know, you, you've got to stand miles away from the fireworks. So you always you always have a bit of distance between people. So. Mm. It's possible, but I guarantee there'll be people just going, ah, let's just have fireworks in our garden. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, just... Well, we put up a, um, a post. Uh, in fact, it was this time last year, um, thanking you for the, uh, for the Google Home Welcome to the World present. Um, oh, right. <laughs> because of the fireworks, we put the music on a little bit louder for him um, to drown out the sound of the fireworks and stuff, so he'd actually sleep and it worked like a charm. So yeah. we're like, thank Here you. We go. It's been probably the most used present he's ever had like excellent absolutely, absolutely loves the, and now he's a little bit older now now we'll when we go upstairs we start doing tasks and stuff with him um we'll just be like hey google play this whatever and he starts like proper little dancing and he absolutely loves it and he's so confused why it starts speaking to him and stuff it's just brilliant watching the realization of stuff happening it's very cute awesome. um just just a quick just a quick update for those wondering how much the game blades has changed since i last played it it has changed so much that i don't know if i remember how to play it so much it's a, it's like a completely different game it's insane i might have to reinstall it i was the same as you i had it in the beta um yep and i just i was like yeah this looks cool walked down two things and opened up a crypt door and was like that that's me <laughs> and I just I never went back to it. So I'm awesome. like, oh my god, <laughs> this is crazy. So I might have to have a look. Um, and I think on that note, mm. I might go and download it now. Indeed. Right, so Treat yourself. Treat well, yourself yeah, you, you, you best, best finish the podcast first because we don't want you to go all robotic because you're downloading a, a game at the same time. <laughs> but my internet's on Credible. Well, so. mine is as well, but. There seems to be a lot going on tonight for some reason. Mine is fair to middling at best. I could be dragging you all down. There's only one way to find out. Join us next week when (laughs) only the strongest will survive. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.